2: What up, this is Myron, and you are listening and watching the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley on the other side of the tracks, down on the docks, speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on the Odyssey app, on Odyssey Sports, or on YouTube. Or maybe you're checking this out on our socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, if you got something to say, you know, hit us up there or hit us on the email that is at rye bread and mustard gmail at, Sorry, that's rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com um also if you're looking for that swag i know we've had a couple of inquiries on like hey where do i get the where do i get the rye breaded mustard podcast swag hit up at simply.cora that's at simply.cora on instagram she's got an etsy shop going but hit her up there um some quick news and notes on saturday march 24th at murphy's on 45th uh go there to check out the band high cheese that is tom hutler that's right legendary mariners pa announcer tom hutler's band they're gonna be there playing i think it starts about eight o'clock uh on murphy's on 45th and uh you know it's a friday right so you know what's going on tonight on nbc our good friend carl tart grand crew on nbc every friday uh season two make sure to check that out what's going on
1: Hanno? hey buddy how's it going tonight
2: um it's going pretty good i mean we we had a show you know, planned out. We're still going to do it, but I think we need to address what just happened in the WBC last night. It's been the talk of today. The big injury to our former uh, Mariner, the beloved uh, Edwin Diaz. Uh, but I think we should get a uh, a New York perspective on that. And we got and we got somebody here on the uh, rye bread and mustard hotline. Our good friend, comedian, actor. DJ, all those extraordinary things. What's all what's all your names, Vlad? Vladimir Perez. Give us give us a proper intro for yourself, Vlad.
0: Vladimir Perez, aka Big Vlad, aka Vladdy Daddy, aka Vladdy Daddy.
2: Yes. There you go. I got my chain on tonight for you, Vlad. I got it popped out for you. All right. So, yes, I I've made sure I dressed up formal for you. So, what's going on? What What's New York talking about on the radio, on the podcasts, on the YouTube? What, what's the vibe the out street. there about, about uh, Edwin Diaz's injury in the WBC?
0: Well, word on the street, um, you know, it's crazy because, you know, I'm a, a diehard Yankee fan, and, um, you know, this is the kind of thing that <laughs> – when they talk about the, the WBC, you know, that's the only thing I'm thinking is, you know, I got a team full of guys who can't sneeze without getting hurt. And, um, you know, I just, we thank our lucky stars. When Judge said he's not playing and, and Cole said he's not playing. And then on the other side of it, you know, I get how everybody wants to, some of these, you know, the Latin countries want to play, and, you know, and then you look at the Mets team and Alonzo's playing uh, Lindor's playing, Diaz is playing, and um, you know, seeing that game last night, everything was awesome, but uh you know, I can, you know, I I mean i there might be a, a small percentage of people I w- I'd be happy that it's hurt. <laughs> you know, what I mean it's just really you know, even as I met closer, uh, you know, it was really tough to watch and especially when it comes down to a a celebration, so you know, people in the streets, some people are defending the game and saying it was a freak injury. Uh, but, you know, I mean, the other side of it is, is—is you know, why are they playing these games before the season, you know?
2: Yeah, that's a thought. I mean, it, me and Hanson were kind of talking about that, right? Like, when would you play these games?
0: It's, it's. I've heard Fox wouldn't want it in November because of, you know, football and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, I, I mean, How many teams would you say have a legit shot at making uh, at making the World Series? Forget about winning it.
2: Yeah, I I I think about like there's probably like six to eight teams I would say that. Right.
0: Right. So six to eight teams, uh, because I've heard some arguments saying, well, you know, a lot of these guys say that winning this would be bigger than winning a World Series, but I mean that's because you know two thirds of the teams aren't even you know have no shot but i don't know i i I mean i've also heard the argument of what if they played on you know in november it'd be on their own time
2: right and and you're recovering from the season i guess i could get it if maybe it filled the team full of yeah the players that didn't make the playoffs because At at that point in the season, you're rehabbing. Sometimes you're getting little cleanup injuries. What do you think about playing after the season, Hannah?
1: No, I totally uh, follow along with what Vlad's saying. I mean, yeah, I thought about November, and the same thing came to my mind, too, was football. where You could play it during the week um, and broadcast it then. It's very cold out. Sure, you'll probably be playing in the same dome stadiums in Arizona, uh, Florida, possibly Texas. Um, and then I'm not sure how that works then with the other countries, you know, like Japan and all them and getting together. So, I mean, there's really not a right answer for this. You know, I guess the only thing he talks about on on their own time. I mean, I get that. But, um, I mean, does it, is there a big difference if they get hurt here versus in spring training?
2: Right. I mean, you're not going to be able to stop an injury, you know, at any time. That's that especially a freak one from a celebration. And we'll get into the celebrations, you know, like the feelings about that um, here in a second. But, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you get an injury. Maybe you get this injury in November. Maybe that gives you a chance to get back at the end of end of the season in a regular season. I mean, this is something they're doing, what, every four or five years. So I think it's free. Yeah. So every three years, you know, before, um, pandemic happened. So every three years, uh, it it is, you know, as a fan, it definitely gets you ready for the regular season, but you're right. You have a seller dweller, uh, team, um, this is, you're right, this could be the closest thing that you get to some sort of atmosphere like that, especially with, you know, these Latin teams that have a lot of pride in, you know, their team and their country. Uh, You know, you see the way that they react um, on the home runs, um, how they celebrate the big outs and the victories. It does look and feel like a playoff game or a World Series game.
0: Yeah, that game looked just awesome i mean i mean it it was so crazy because it's like all the flags are the same color but you know being a puerto rican from new york and and like i got you know all my cousins are from there are married to dominicans all of my nieces and nephews are half puerto rican and half Dominicans. so it's like you know it is like a a cool bragging rights thing but in reality you know it's over and and then the real season starts like you know, I, I mean, I do get, too, that these guys like hanging out together and playing together with people that they wouldn't. You know what I mean? It's kind of like our all-star game-level uh, rosters, you know? And it's like, yeah, you know, Julio gets to run out there with all these other guys that he, you know, otherwise would never would play with, you know? I mean, that's cool. But, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't really know where I stand. I'll tell you this. I mean, even a freak accident or not, you know, if Judge got hurt, I'd be pissed, you know, and I know these guys are, you know, half these guys are hurt already in spring training, but they are, you're playing at a high level. These guys are trying to win. I heard that Otani was throwing 102, like, you know, he would never be throwing that heat right now in, in spring
1: training, you know? Vlad, is as, as I know you're not a Mets fan and I would never accuse you of that, but here in Seattle, we had this, a situation where um, Luis Castillo was going to be playing for the Dominican Republic, and the Mariners asked him not to play. And he he, he said, that's fine, I won't play. Do you feel the, the Mets should have any responsibility in this as well?
0: Well, I heard uh, today that the uh, Major League Baseball said that teams aren't allowed to tell their players that they can't play. Like so, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, even if that's a rule, you know, there's ways where you can tell somebody without telling them. But you know, this is a this is a major league baseball thing. Like they get paid off this. They're getting like you know, it's it's they you know they get these uh, TV rights. It's uh, you know what I mean. So they're in on this, and they don't want it to not be a thing. So. You know, I've I heard on uh, the Michael K show, they were talking about, well, what if, what about if you, you know, because Diaz is making $20 million this year, and he's done it for the year. Like, you know, shouldn't that come off the, the tax threshold or whatever? Should you still, I mean, obviously, you still have to pay the guy. And, you know, that's a whole other conversation about the, you know, what if this happens in your contract and so on and so forth, but you could say, all right, well, what if we don't have to? That doesn't count against our luxury tax. That way, you know, we could we can replace him without it costing us even more.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big can of worms. The whole situation. Yeah, players are getting paid millions of dollars. Um, they're, you know, getting loaned away to play in this tournament that is like we talked about fabulous guys are you know they're everybody's running out hard on ground balls i mean they're playing balls to the wall it means something for all of them i mean it's you just can't find that right answer right yet you know i mean and like you said i mean the money thing with the tv to produce this world baseball classic that's another scenario too there's a lot of variables about this whole conversation
2: Uh, we saw Julio, you know, he, he made a mistake in the game, right, Hanno, on, on a play by Lindor?
1: Yeah, uh, it was a tough play, you know, one of the tougher plays for a center fielder. A ball hit right at him. He comes in, he misjudged it a little bit, tried to play it on one hop, and it got by him, and – um He he atoned for that mistake later on in the game, making a fabulous diving catch in the gap off of Javi Lopez.
2: Maybe at spring training, you know, you make an error like that, it's no big deal. Maybe the the biggest thing that happens is you get razzed by Manny Acta, uh, you know, Perry, you know, Coach Perry. Um, maybe the guy say something to you because they know how great of a, a, a player Julio is. And then a ball's hitting a gap like that. Again, you're maybe not laying out or maybe you do, but you're going to get a talking to about laying out like that at spring training. We've seen marquee players, you know, Kyle Lewis running into walls, you know, never was the same at spring training. That's just like something you're not going to probably see at spring training now, when you have a big game and the game's on the line your your home team is depending on you, and you feel like you've made this mistake and you gotta go out there and you know get this run back. I get it. I totally get why you would do that, but I just maybe you wouldn't see that in spring training.
1: Oh, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, you're not gonna see that that dive in the gap in spring training that yeah you're gonna they're gonna tell you, hey, take it easy, you know we we uh, we need you for the whole season and um yeah it, you're, you're exactly right and being these these competitive athletes that they are and they get in that atmosphere with a full stadium all of their countrymen and women there cheering them on i mean what an adrenaline rush how could you turn that off you know no
2: yeah and you know uh it's unfortunate it sucks you know jeff passan broke the news on twitter that's where where i heard about it but we all we all saw it yesterday it kind of reminded us of the kendry morales thing that happened um it sucks that it happens in a celebration and it sucks that we were like hey who's it gonna be this year it seems like this happens quite often that somebody gets hurt you know in this in the wbc it was smiley did i get the name right this time it was smiley the mariners uh had a pitcher that pitched the game of his life never pitched for the mariners that season Uh, unfortunately it's you know arguably the the game's best closer you know so not only are the mets losing this we're we're missing diaz and we're missing that you know call to the bullpen and his entrance and uh
0: I mean, you know, this guy was one of the most exciting players in the league last year. You know,
2: yeah, and and you're not gonna you're not gonna see him. I mean, we we know how special he was. We we got to watch him in Seattle when the uh, if you want to know why we're so uh, why we're focusing on this and him not being a Mariner, if you're just you know jumping into being a Mariners fan or getting back into baseball. And you're kind of like, well, what's the significance of this? I mean, this is the guy that we had to trade with Cano to jump, dump the Cano contract. And Jerry Kelnick is the big piece that we got in return. So it's, it's, you know, it still hits home because that when we gave up Edwin Diaz, I was one of those people I was like, why did we get rid of this guy? Now you understand why, but um definitely it it's just feels like one of our guys I know Jerry DePoto said that you know he almost shed a tear seeing seeing this
1: yeah I mean it was it's a tough situation seeing him go down um uh I mean I I feel for him um it almost seemed like I didn't I, the video was never really that great that I could see of him actually going down um that I've seen I mean it's hard to tell if someone was jumping jumping on them or if they were jumping around each other or if it was some just sort of like non-contact injury type of thing. Um, it, it's just unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, he was a big part of so the so-called Mariner future that we shipped away because we had to to be able to trade away Robinson Cano as well. So he will always have a special place in Mariner fans' hearts.
2: Yeah, and, you know, the Mariners just have an embarrassment of riches as we're finding out, you know, especially with arms coming from the bullpen, especially young arms. So I get it now, you know, a few years down the road. Um, But as far as the WBC, you know, we are now into the semifinal rounds. Uh, At the time of this recording, Japan just beat Italy, which means the Mariners get back yet another player. Um, I'm, you know, I would – To say I'm bummed out that, uh, DR, uh, lost. I'm not, um, I I'm (laughs) selfishly happy to be getting Diego Castillo back. I'm selfishly happy to obviously getting Julio, Teoscar Hernandez. We're also getting Harry Ford back from, uh, the great Britain team. So we're getting a lot of our guys back unscathed. They all seem to have done pretty well. Um, you know, but then I do feel bad for guys like, uh, You know, Boomstick, you know, uh, Nelson Cruz, beloved former Mariner. Uh, We love him. Uh, You know, this is probably his last WBC. He was the general manager. It was fun to see him actually out in right field playing in in the games. Um, But as far as you, Vlad, uh, being a Puerto Rico fan, how big was that victory over the DR? I mean, it was
0: awesome. I mean, because also, you know, I mean, Dominican, you you know, I mean, for, I would say the, you know, past 10 years, you know, they've had the best play, you know?
2: I mean, that that team was stacked from the top to the bottom. They looked like, a, that's how when we see like the Yankees teams and the Astros teams, that's how, that's how we feel when you look down that lineup versus the other lineups. I mean, it was stacked right. from top to bottom.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, well, you could even say maybe the past 20 years, you know, it's been like, you know, Dominican has uh, you know, had some of the better players, but it's kind of like Puerto Rico's had a kind of resurgence of late with the Lindors, and... right? So they had the they had the perfect game the other day. I mean, yeah, I know it was against Israel, but you know, I mean, look, you know, a perfect game is is hard no matter what, you know.
2: Oh yeah, especially in baseball with the dinks and the dunks, and uh, you know, ball falls in here or there. Yeah, I mean, you throw a perfect game in little league; it's it's a significant achievement.
0: Right, you just you know you just don't see it. So I mean, you know, that was kind of like, oh wow, yeah. Well, you know, it's Israel. Well, you know, at least they they got a good game under their belt. But then um, seeing that last night, I mean you know, even just, just watching the highlight reel, like, you know, that really felt like a World Series game. So, I mean, maybe, maybe this, uh, you know, this, this tournament is becoming what they wanted to. I mean, but like, you know, <laughs> you put those, you know, those two hours together and uh, you're going to get it every time. I mean, and, you know, all these guys are friends, but it's like, you know, it's just, it, it's just kind of a different thing. I mean, Maybe that's just the upside of it too. Is you you know um uh, you know if everybody can stay healthy. I mean I I heard Mookie Betts say that he's like I'm getting better hacks here than you know playing in the you know in the, some backfield somewhere down south. So uh, just in Julio's case, I mean the fact that he gave up a an inside the park home run in this big game is kind of a good thing. You know what I mean? Like now he's you know, he he atoned for it, and now he's learned from that. I mean, you could see that as a positive. You don't want him doing that in the Mariners, but, like, now when you guys get to the playoffs this year, he has another, you know, another uh, a big game under his belt, you know? Big stake. Yeah,
2: definitely. Like, he's felt the temperature of what that feels like in, in a big moment. Right, Hannah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Julio's fantastic. I... It's it's one bad play. I agree. It was in a crucial situation, in a big, you know, game. Uh, But I have no worries about him. I've never seen him make an error ever. That's the that was the one fatal play I've seen him make defensively. Yeah, Um, and he he
2: bounced back
1: absolutely and that's great to see out of a young player you know in his first full season of playing in major leagues and then in a game like this just steps up and shakes it off and goes flying in the gap like i mentioned and makes a a full-out griffey-esque catch
2: yeah and and that could carry and that could carry over into the regular season of maybe having a little bit of a chip on his shoulder i think a lot for a lot of these players on the dr team you know this was
0: about that, about like that Yankees ninety five team that lost to the Mariners. You know, Jeter was was in the on the dugout. Mariano was in the dugout. You know, the core four, uh, maybe not Posada, but uh, and everybody else was there, and they got to feel those games, and you know, so like the little things like that, you know, they really do help out in the, over the you know course of a, of a player's career. So. I mean, if you're just trying to get, po- you know, positives out of it. Now, if somebody's playing on, you know, Team Italy or something like, and they get hurt, then you're like, all right, what, what was all that about? But, <laughs> you know, this, this just makes this whole conversation crazy. I mean, even the fact that Diaz got hurt celebrating, you know, it, it, it muddles all these arguments, too, because it's like, well, he got hurt celebrating. That's a free thing. Well, also, you could say, he wouldn't be celebrating in preseason, so that never would have
2: happened. Hi, this is Tom Pachorka of the Seattle Mariners inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdom on August 23rd for Mariners Funny Nose Glasses
1: Night. I be the first us, in your neighborhood Tom, to have... Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's huh? Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night. Yes, every jacket. kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners Vinyl Jacket Free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No funny nose no glasses. Noses. No. I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's your problem,
2: Tom. Uh, you know, yesterday's show and the day before that, Hanno was talking about uh, how much he really enjoys the WBC celebrations and the energy, and same thing with the Caribbean leagues. You know, he he really likes to see the, the noisemakers and the big celebrations and just loves the energy that they bring, and then – something like this happens does that kind of change your mind and 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 for vlad uh i know that we talked prior to coming on here where you said possibly there could be some rules or some some big pushback of celebrations uh first start with hannah what do you think about these two these two things
1: yeah i mean like i said and you mentioned i mean i think it's great um i enjoy it as a baseball fan seeing competitive games early um I mean, passionate, playing hard. Yeah, you get hurt. I mean, Gavin Lux got hurt in spring training early on this year. I mean, you could get hurt at any time. Um, so I, I, I like I like having it every couple of years. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams that have my, just minor leaguers or players that are electricians or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's a big money business in the MLB, and a lot of players are – you know, expected to come back to their clubs. Can, can any of these players get insurance policies for or owners or players for participating in this? I mean, I also wonder if it's because it's a New York uh, ball player, is this a much bigger deal really than it would be otherwise if it was a different player? Sure. Edwin Diaz is a all-star pitcher that signed a multi-million dollar contract this year, but let's say it's Presley for the Astros. They're, great closer he goes out are we talking about is this such a big deal or is it just the 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 new york fan base just raising hell more than it would normally be
2: right uh and vlad do you think that there's you were kind of mentioning to me before we were recording here you were you were speculating that possibly there. Could be a rule uh, on the on the excessive celebrations, uh, or or an unwritten rule that that teams have, and this could be a, a, a another learning lessons for that, especially with it coming on such a huge stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you know just as soon as I saw that, I'm I, you know I, I thought of Kendry Kendry Morales, mm-hmm. and I mean, I've been ever you know just from playing sports too. It's like uh, people get crazy. You know, I can't tell you how many times I got slapped in the head on the helmet you know, as a player with head injuries. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you make a good play in football, you know, somebody's slapping you on the head as hard as they can, you know, in, in hockey and, and all these things. So it's like when you, you know, and baseball isn't a contact sport, but the jumping thing. I mean, I, I, I feel like there's one that we're not thinking of, but. You know, every they do that jumping thing every time a Yankee walk off or, you know, any time I see anybody go near Judge, you know, uh, I'm just like, you know, it's just, it's just it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's because also, I mean, I don't want to get too far off topic, but I mean, you know, in my opinion, players have been getting injured at a higher rate in the past 15 years. Uh, and post steroid era, I feel like you can't keep these guys on the field enough. You know what I mean? Like, and, and maybe it's just as a New York person. Yeah, everything is you know bigger, but you know everything is bigger to us. Like you know Diaz. I mean Diaz isn't one of ours, but you know we over we have to overpay all these guys. You know he just got he just signed a forty million dollar extension. You know what I mean? Like. It's a, it's, a, it's a different case. Nobody's taking any hometown discounts, or like Julio just signed, a, you know, a fifty-year deal, and nobody's doing that for us, you know. So yeah, we just signed our Julio is judge, and guess what? You know, we had to pay out the ass for him. So you know, it, it's uh, you know the this, the this, stakes this are bigger when it comes to that stuff. But it's like you know, it, and. and Maybe it's just because I'm dealing with players like Judge. You know, he's he's had a couple of injury years. Or, you know what, it's, it's harder for him to stay on the field. And it's like, all right, the guy gets hurt, and the guy will look unbelievable. He'll leave a, one inning with the, oh, it's a little weird at-bat. It, you don't see him again for two months. You're like, holy shit, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, you know, forget about getting guys carted off the field. Some guy just leaves on his own free will. Uh, you know just like oh they pulled him out of the game he doesn't come back for months at a time so you know I, that's just my that was just my knee jerk reaction of like maybe they gotta have some type of uh, 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 thing but you know at the end of the day there's certain things that you know they just you know they might want to say hey, no excessive celebrations but you know these all these guys are young guys and living their lives you know and, and having fun so you know maybe that's just the old man in me, you know
2: no, I, I hear you. I mean, it, again, it was a freak accident. Uh, you know, maybe the celebrations uh, – I mean, this was a big moment, but I was going to say maybe, you know, the celebrations, you might see them subside when this happened to Kendris Morales. This was like, what, a Sunday afternoon on Root Sports or Fox Sports West. This happened on a major stage after a major victory, you know, knocking – you know, a Goliath or a front runner out in this tournament. I know we're running out of time here with this segment. We went over on it. Um, Right now, you know, Japan had just uh, advanced over Italy. They got a long flight, uh, a long flight to Miami. So, I mean, hopefully for their sake, they get to play more than one game. I know like sometimes – in the playoffs and things like that, you'll see a forced game, whatever, six or seven, and it's like New York to LA or Seattle to, uh, you know, Florida, you know, cross country flight, and you take a L and that's a, you know, and they're like, that's a long, it's gonna be a tough ride home. Well, it's gonna suck for teams like Japan and Cuba that were playing over, what, over in Asia. They, it's, now we're getting into the one and done, you know, NCAA kind of format, we uh we have Japan, they're they're waiting uh to see who they play, but we also have US taking on Venezuela and Puerto Rico and uh, Mexico. Um you got something to say about that, Vlad? What what are you thinking here? What how you feeling oh, about well, Puerto I, Rico?
0: I had, oh sorry, I actually had something I, I forgot to bring up about the Diaz thing. Okay. Uh you gotta admit like it really was like just you know, crazy to watch because it was like it just kept heightening. Like, the, like the, uh, Puerto Rico went from winning. He was he looked incredible. You know, he was throwing filth, unhittable pitches, hitting the corners. You know what I mean? Like even like the late movement, everything you could ask for. Everybody's doing the jump and celebration. The camera veers off to the right while his pile, pig pile, is going to the left. He goes down, the camera, nobody has any idea, oh, somebody's down. Oh, shit, It's Edwin Diaz is down. Okay, Uh, he looks like he uh, might have fell or got hurt there. Then some players are freaking out, um, signaling for the uh, medical staff. The medical staff comes over, and then to heighten from there, now he's getting like, they're trying to walk him off the field. And now it just looks bad. Like, oh, wait, can he not put any weight on his foot? Now now the players try to put him on their shoulders to carry him out. That hurts too much. They got to put him down. Now he's trying to one leg hop off. He can't one leg hop off. And then it just ends with him in a wheelchair. So it's just like watching it go from every single possible. Like, wait, this is bad. Well, maybe it's not. Ooh, this looks bad. Oh, wow. He can't even hop on one leg without being hurt. Then he's in the wheelchair. Then as he's getting wheeled off the field, right before he hits the the exit, he has to signal to the guy, like, hey, slow down. That bump hurt. And the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. If you just watch yeah, it again, yeah. it was like a, a, a Mel Brooks comedy. or something. I was just like – and, you know, I mean, that's the other side of me. Like, you see you know, Mets have bad luck with stuff like that. So, like, you know, the, the Yankee fan in me was just like, you know, the Puerto Rico in me was like, oh, this sucks for Edwin Diaz and the team. The Yankee fan with me was like, "Oh, well, this is a kind of a Mets thing," but just to watch it in that fashion was especially the Mets thing. It was just, wow, this is just getting worse by the second. So, any like, I would, I would, uh, would tell anybody to go and watch the, you know, go on YouTube and, and watch the that series of events because it's just literally in a row, of just like, get, like, I've never seen anything like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that was the hot New York uh, take, I guess, we were looking for here. Uh, again, the the WBC uh, is going on all weekend. We got Puerto Rico and Mexico. Uh, we got United, USA and Venezuela. We got Cuba waiting in the wings and uh, Japan waiting in the wings on these games. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch, right, Hanno?
1: Yeah, more exciting baseball. One game, yeah, one winner take all loser out situation. So yeah, it's going to be more competitive uh, baseball for the next few days.
2: Right. And we still got Mariner spring training to talk about. We're going to do that right after this break. But first we want to uh, thank our guest on the rye bread and mustard hotline hitting us from these, the the mean streets out here in LA. Our man, Vlad, give yourself your own intro. I mean, your your own outro right here and tell us where, uh, where these uh, rye bread and mustard fans can go check out some of your work or what's going on?
0: Uh I'm just on Instagram as VladdyDaddyForever Daddy Forever and uh Vladdy Daddy Forever on Twitch. I mean, you know, I keep it simple these days. You
2: could go to his IMDb. He's been on a million television shows. Uh, uh what are some of your favorite television shows if that you like or some of your work that you'd say go hey, go check this out?
0: I mean, they all bleed together for me personally at this point. Um um they all just seem like one long episode of Roseanne.
2: <laughs> okay, well, go check him out on IMDB. Go check him out on his Instagram. Uh, Vlad, will be talking to you soon. We're going to be doing a uh, a rules, new rules roundtable. You know, we, did, we, we plan on talking about some Mariner stuff, and we are going to talk some Mariner spring training, some updates and stuff right when we get back, but we just felt like this was a pressing matter to get to it, but We'll be back with some Mariner stuff right after this break. All right, so we're back. We're talking some Mariner stuff the rest of this episode, we swear. Um, so listen, at the last, the time of the last recording, uh, the Mariners had a rain out. Uh, they got back to action. They actually had two games, I guess. None of them were televised. There's some things going on there down in Peoria. Hanno, you got the scoop. Tell everybody else if you're catching up on what's going on down in Peoria? What what's going on?
1: Yeah, the Mariners had a game today um against the San Francisco Giants ended in a 0-0 tie. Um going into the game, I know we talked about the last episode of about Demo and um I noticed that he was in the lineup today, so that was good news. We've been wondering Uh, when he might get in the lineup Um, he had been taking batting practice you were down there saw a lot of that doing all the drills to get himself prepared for the game and so uh, I went back to check on and see how the game went and he was a scratch and um, that was a little concerning so that's a little bit of bad news for the Mariners Um, as you know he had that core surgery back in December that he was working back from and before the game he was in the cage and something tightened up on him so out of for precaution, they held him out of the game, and he's going to have an MRI tomorrow. So yeah. that's the yeah. So that's the latest news on uh, Dylan Moore as far as the game goes. Um, uh, same kind of thing that we've been seeing all camp from Jared Kalnick, another base hit. The Mariners had five hits in the game, um, and the other news would be that George Kirby pitched that game, looked really good, four strikeouts, in just. Just over three innings so that's what we got from that game and then the the Mariners because of the rain out added a b game in the backfields and they played their um natural rival or who they share the complex with um San Diego yeah they they uh played the Padres back there uh it was the first time this season that um Andres Munoz got on the mound and faced a different team Uh, He looked pretty solid in his first outing, threw just under 20 pitches, looked good. He mentioned how it was tough getting used to the pitch clock. He's worked on it. Um, And there was some news that came out, uh, reporting that I saw that said Munoz is one of the slower Mariners to get to the plate last year. So they had a little concern on it. Um, As you walked around the mound quite a bit after between pitches. And I didn't realize that, you know, he had that foot surgery. That's why he was uh, starting spring so late. But last year, he actually injured his foot early on in in the season, a month into the season. So um, they're working on his timing and trying to get him uh, adjusted to the pitch clock. But as far as his stuff, it looked great. They talked about how he has picked up another pitch that he felt like his fastball was People were getting on to it a little bit last year. I mean, it's hard to believe at one hundred and two, but these are major leaguers. So he still has got that four seam and that wipeout slider, but he's also adapted this sinker, two seam type pitch to dive into hitters. So it's good to have Munoz back. He's felt good. He said, and he said he'll be ready for it once the season starts.
2: Yeah, I, that's great about Munoz. Uh, the demo thing. Um... It sucked for him. Uh, obviously he's a big part of our team. He plays every position, especially with uh maybe you know, JP having some um issues with his arm where who's who do we play in there at shortstop defensively? You said there was a guy named McCoy that possibly could be an option. I don't think Cooper Hummel plays shortstop. I, I know he plays a lot of other positions, but I have not seen him at short. Uh we you know Eugenio used to be it came up as a shortstop but he seems to be building himself up as a you know big power hitting third baseman nowadays at this stage in his career um so that is concerning the world
1: series where a pitch is not just a pitch it's a world series pitch where a hit is not just a hit it's a world series hit a win is not just a win. It's a World Series win. Now, you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball fever, Catch it. The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball.
2: And, you know, this will lead into the segment we like to do anytime we drop a Friday episode is we like to do the Deconstructing the DePoto show. We always loved, or at least I do, I love to listen to um, Seattle Sports 710, especially the Jerry DePoto show. Go check out his full interview. But where this draws, where this segues into that section of what we just talked about is DePoto was asked about, you know, JP's arm, you know, it was reported that he had a soggy arm at this point in the um, spring training. Um, I also saw him out there on the backfields personally working on um, ground balls, not making any throws. And then the next day I saw him, like, it seemed like he was throwing like kind of a weighted ball, but very cautiously definitely was rehabbing it. Seemed like stretching it out. Um, Jerry said it's less as soggy but did not say like hey he's just gonna bounce back right away he was also asked about like uh, what were the expectations for uh jp offensively you know um said he'll probably you know he's envisioning him being a 270 270 270 280 hitter you know down the lineup later in the lineup turn the lineup over kind of guy with some uh you know potential uh you know the leadoff spot but i'm guessing there's a possibility like on opening day maybe you might see jp as a dh i don't know. hopefully not maybe maybe that could be the case but then again who's going to play shortstop if dylan moore you know isn't healthy and when asked like what does the opening roster look like and jerry said hey it's gonna be based off of health, which I think's the right answer, uh, especially considering how long a baseball season is. Uh, he was also asked um, about, uh, "Hey, are we going to be carrying three catchers? Uh, what's the benefit of the three catchers?" Uh, like we've talked about on here, the catching to me seems very deep, from Cal Raleigh all the way down to the young twenty-year-old phenom Harry Ford. Um, you know, he was asked about that. And he was basically like Jerry's, you know, remarked that, listen, Cal's our guy, uh, Tom Murphy's our, our other catcher, especially when there's left-handed pitching and stuff. And he said, though, that's the plan to have them 99% of the time. So that was interesting to hear, but he also said, Cooper Hummel, the other guy who's playing catcher that we could possibly see the third catcher. He says, he's got a very good chance. And seems you know, he's trending up. Everything's pointing up to him possibly making this opening day roster. I think maybe that's why, well, not maybe, but I mean, that's obviously why we're seeing him play left field, play right field, and and these other positions. Um, so that was pretty interesting. I'd say go check out that. He was also, you know, asked about getting all these players back, you know. Um, obviously, he's not going to be ecstatic, like, yes, yeah, they all lost. But when he was asked about – What did he watch during the WBC or did he watch? He said he watched it in passing, but he also was just mainly checking in on his players. I would be too. (laughs) That's basically how how I was with the WBC until we get down to these final rounds. And I think the other thing on the Jerry DePoto show that was really interesting to uh, go listen to is him talking and uh, raving about – Logan split finger, which we've talked about on here. But, you know, Jerry DePoto is a former pitcher. He knows his pitching. He also knows everything about all of these guys with whatever analytics and scientific shit they got. So the split finger that uh, Logan is, you know, bringing out this spring is looks like it's going to be a big hit.
1: And that's great news um, about Logan. Yeah, it's the other part of news that you brought up with, uh, JP's arm and then with this setback for Dylan Moore I mean that's very concerning but it sounds like Jerry just kind of played it off and wasn't too concerned about Jerry uh, about JP's arm then is that what what you're saying
2: well it seems like th- he's optimistic that there's two weeks you know we still have two weeks until opening day and um, also he said he was asked what his biggest concern was uh before opening day and for opening days and he said two weeks you know it's it's quite a bit of time we want to get everybody there healthy right now everything's been like trending up but as you know things can just pop up at at any time but uh i really did feel like it was a pretty good jerry depoto show i know we're running out of time here and this isn't the jerry depoto show so i just want to like give you just some uh cliff notes to maybe go listen to it. it it was i thought it was a really good episode he talked about you know uh getting the uh, f- a bat fitting just like you would get fitted for a uh a, a golf club out on a on a on a baseball field of how important that was i just thought it was a really good show today brock Heward had some really good questions you know mike salk you know had a pretty good show i actually <laughs> thought so i mean that's my segment on uh you know, deconstructing the DePoto show here on the Rye Bread and Mustard and Mariners podcast. We like to do that anytime we are putting out a Friday episode. I know at the start of this episode we talked a lot about what happened to some non-Mariners, but listen, once you're a Mariner, you're always a Mariner. We love Edwin Diaz Sugar. You know, hopefully he gets better, hopefully he bounces back, and is the the pitcher that he has always been. Um, You know, check out the WBC this weekend. It's St. Patrick's Day weekend, so be safe out there. Uh, We'll be back next week with three episodes. We're probably dropping those Monday or Tuesday, something in the middle of the week. And we'll close you out on Friday going into the next weekend. Um, How you know these episodes come out, that's why you like, that's why you subscribe, that's why you follow We love expanding this Rye Bread and Mustard uh, podcast community. By the time you're listening to this episode, we are under two weeks away from opening day, opening night. Baseball is back. Uh, Check out the WBC this weekend. Um, That'll be wrapping up. And also, listen, our guys are pretty much back at spring training. So the people going down to spring training, uh, I'm very jealous. You know, I, I did get to see the WBC games over at Chase Field, but... I gotta be honest, I would have really enjoyed to see Teoscar, Julio, Diego, Matt Brash. So if you're down there, don't forget, uh, go check them out on the backfields. If you have any questions about what's going on in the backfield or what that experience is like, go back to our last episode or go down the episode chapters list. There's a a section that we did about the backfields down there. Anyways, I wanna give another special uh, shout out to our our special guest tonight, Vladimir Perez. Go check him out. Um, thanks to Hanno up in Edmonds. Anyways, thanks for listening to us here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. Check us out on YouTube. That's all I got to say for now. Enjoy your weekend. Check out Mariners baseball. Read up on all your stuff. Soak it in. The season's almost here. Hanno, you know what time it is.